0: Redskins show. This is a Redskins pod. So today I have the admins from the Redskins High Hub Facebook page. We got my guy Phil, we got Tony Andrews, we got Chris in the building, and we got Michael Smith. So guys, man, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show.
1: What's going on, man? Thanks
0: for having us. Absolutely, man. Y'all ready to talk some football? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk the 53-man roster today. We're also going to talk about the players that got cut. We're going to talk about practice squad, and we're going to talk about the outlook of the season if we have time. Also, we're going to have guests who come in, and they're going to be chiming in, okay, chatting in up, and everything different.
2: else. We've got that. Who's that? A yeah, yeah 20?
0: I think that's Phil. But uh. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to travel. Booking.com. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Where are you going to Phil? <laughs> I, yeah, it was Phil. Yeah, he's playing the big trip right now. <laughs> All right, so guys, how it's gonna go tonight is we're gonna have a list of topics. We're gonna talk, but if somebody that's watching from YouTube super chats, then we're gonna stop the show. Acknowledge the super chat and get their question answered. So, 53-man roster has been announced, and we're going to start off with quarterbacks. The team obviously kept three quarterbacks, but there was a quarterback, a fourth one, known by the name of Spanish Jesus. (laughs) He didn't make the cut. So, I'm going to start with Phil, and you give me your spill on the quarterbacks and what you see this season. And how you think this went down with the cuts and everything. So Phil, take a, take it a, take it away. I'm
3: not sure if you right, can hear so,
0: me. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to Tony.
3: So we got four quarterbacks, now we got three. We lost Steve Montez. This is really uh a- this is about as as straightforward as we get. And the crazy part is Steve Montez got signed to the practice mm-hmm. squad of the Detroit Lions, the worst team in the league. Well, this is yeah. a great opportunity for him. I'm looking forward to it. Good for him. Absolutely. We got we got Allen at three. We got Heineke exactly where we need him at two. You know, he's 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 the guy that that's you know, coming off the bench. We, you know, ignite things. And you got Fitz in first. I think it's so. I I think it's great. I
0: think it's exactly how it should be. to Tell the truth. Okay, I love it, Chris. What about mm-hmm. you, quarterbacks? Talk to me.
4: I mean, I mean, with Montez, man, I don't understand why this guy had so much hype. I mean, I remember seeing within the Redskins Hub, you know, the pages, people would you know hype this dude up like he has like potential. It's like nah, bro, he doesn't. Like we got to stop anointing these undrafted free agents with all this, you know, like enthusiasm. They went undrafted for a reason. Um, OK, but then next with Kyle Allen, I mean, we I expected him to make it no regardless because you don't trade a fifth rounder from last year, you know, to have him on the roster for nothing. OK, cool. Um, I don't think he's really much of anything anyway. And then you go to Heineke. I mean, that one game was beautiful, but I mean, it's not a body of work. So we'll see if he's, you know, you know, really the guy. If not, I mean, either way, it's it's a win win for us because he's not going to be anything really uh, against the cap or like draft capital for us. And then if he pans out, well, we just found someone. And then Fitzpatrick is Fitzpatrick. I mean, frankly, with the quarterback room, you can't get worse than what we were last year. Like you just can't. Um, cause we were, I think I saw the other day, like someone said, our QBR for like the entire quarterback room combined was dead last. Like we were the worst quarterback room in football. And frankly, Fitzpatrick doesn't have to do anything much to be infinitely better than what we had. So I like the guys I do. um, I think if Fitzpatrick has a chance at the playoffs, it's with us this year without a question. I love it.
0: I love it. And is Phil back with us?
2: I think. Uh, is there you uh.
0: go. Yes, sir. Talk to us.
2: Awesome. I, I missed the question. I had to leave the studio. We talking about the quarterbacks. Eight.
0: Quarterbacks. Quarterback? 53. Oh. Yes, sir.
2: I love, my, I love our quarterback group this year. Just like Christian said, I caught the hell end of it, but. I think we're it's his best chance of making the playoffs for the first time ever.
0: Okay. All right. So we look at the quarterback group, right? If we are a playoff team this year, that means that we're we're going to be drafting late in the first round next year, because obviously the quarterback of the future is not on the team. Do you guys agree with that statement? I agree. So let's say for example we make it to the playoffs and let's say we win a game even okay that means we're picking in the 20s mid-20s right since phil is the is the college guy who do you see us even targeting next year draft wise if we're supposed to be getting our quarterback
2: well i mean you gotta depend on what they want to do how far we have to trade up it all depends on what the teams ahead of me. I mean say the Jets are the worst team in football again. Are they gonna take a quarterback again? I mean, so the quarterbacks could fall, but you've got the guy from Liberty and you got my boy Sam Howell. You got Spencer Rattler who probably come out. Yeah. Um it, this is not a bad quarterback class. Everybody says it sure. is, but I don't think it is at all. Yeah. Um, I really like Sam Howell, of course, just for, I think he fits our offense really, really well. And then, uh, Malik uh, Willis from Liberty is just, he's a dog. I mean, he's a playmaker. Right.
0: I like, I mean, I like those choices. Uh, I think Willis is going to be a monster. He reminds me a lot of like, uh, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson combined. Now, when we talk about free agent quarterbacks to come here next year, I want to go to Christian, then I want to go to Tony, then I want to go to Michael.
4: Christian? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the obvious hope in the room is that Aaron Rodgers decides to, you know, forego the 2022 season with the Packers and decides to free himself. And, frankly, there's not really enough – there's not a money amount in the world that I wouldn't throw at that opportunity because I think if you combine what what structure we have with, you know, what he brings, like that's, frankly, a championship-worthy team, I would say. Right. Um, now, I think we might have our QB of the future in the room depending on what we do. So like you just said, if we're a playoff team and we manage to win, say for, hypothetically we win a game, right. I think it's kind of hard to justify moving away from Patrick or Fitzpatrick because that's assuming then that I, I would say probably in the likely event that he probably played the season and won a game for us in the playoffs. So I, I would almost feel like the, the likeliness of us just sticking with him at least for another year or two would probably go up a lot now if we right. you know go if we're not a playoff team say we end up you know going sub 500 and we're like picking 12 or 13 then i think we probably have to trade up in some capacity for one better um and so well i mean we'll just have to see what happens then but i would say uh, if we're talking purely free agent quarterbacks um i don't really know who else is off the, off the top of list available but i think those would be the likely scenario in that case with Fitzpatrick.
0: Absolutely, man. Shout out to my guy, Steve Lim, man. Welcome Mm -hmm. to the stream, man. He's from the Addicts Podcast. Love you too, bro. Y'all make sure y'all check out the Washington Football Addicts Podcast. Great Mm -hmm. podcast and great group of guys there. Uh, Mike Smith, talk to me about free agency next year if we are to add a quarterback. All
1: right. So, First and foremost, man, let's uh let's stick with what we have in house. I am such a firm believer in building what we have. So that Heineke kid, who's local from Virginia, let's give him everything and anything <laughs> that he. Needs. Um, besides, like, you know, extended contract, because he's already there for two years, all right? Sure. I have a feeling that Fitzpatrick is going to, you know, do what he does best. You know, he's going to spark, and then he's going to go down. And then from there, he's going to take us over, and then he's going to take us to the promised land. So let's stick with the local kid from Virginia. Um, if this does not work, um, I will never say Cam Newton. That's not going to happen. He belongs in Atlanta Thank somewhere. Him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like let, let's let it go, okay? All right, let the guy work on his rap career. All right. Um, what about Deshaun Watson? This thing might blow over. I don't know. So that's where I'm at on that. Yeah, with with me and Deshaun
0: Watson, man. Due to the character issues, I'm gonna get to you, Chris. Due to the character issues, I just don't see a scenario where Ron Rivera brings in a Deshaun Watson. Chris, talk to me before I go there. I was just gonna um,
4: say, I just pulled up the free agent quarterback list. Um. For 2022, based this is on spot track. Okay. Um, so this is, these are some names I'm just going to throw out there. There's Ben Roethlisberger, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, obviously Brian Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Marcus Mariota, and then it just goes from Trubisky on down from there. So just uh, to, trash. You know,
1: that whole list started as trash, and it just went yeah. down from there. Yeah, this yeah. is
4: completely trash. Okay, that's yeah.
1: it. So I'm just All just right.
4: throwing it out there as names to consider, but that's it. All right, Tony, who do you want as a free agent
0: quarterback next year?
3: Well, Rogers is 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 technically, I think, a free agent next year, right? Because he's they're, they're voiding yep. a year of the contract, or it's just gonna be, you know, something that they can actually negotiate away. But you're you're gonna pay compensation for Rogers. So it's not, he's not he's not a free agent. He's got another right. year. So, so right. now we're talking about compensation. If you look at free agents, Christian went over them. I don't want any of those people. I didn't want them last year. Why do I want them this year? Now, the only exception could be for me is Jameis Winston. Let's we'll see okay. what he does down in New Orleans. Uh, you know, he he looked pretty strong in preseason. Uh, it's a bounce back year for him. Let's see what let's see what he does over there. Maybe he becomes a you know the. The next great free agent that everybody wants, but then if he is that great, Champagne ain't gonna let him go. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tony, he makes too many goofy scene.
1: faces for me. I can't do it. I can't do it. The goofy faces just you know set everything off. It's not gonna work. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are you gonna eat your fingers? I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, eat a W. I, I, yeah, eat a w.
3: right. I, <laughs> I posted the eat a W, you know, GIF more than once. I am not a fan of him up to date. I didn't want him last year. So I figured if he, if he was available, Sean Payton wouldn't let him go. And I think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as, as Taysom Hill, you know, I don't know what he ends up being. If he ends up being just a tight end, then then okay, great. And there's nobody else here on the free agent list. So you got to ask yourself, who else is going to be available? Maybe Wilson, maybe Watson, right? Yeah, you know, Wilson, you Watson. You got Rogers. This is going to be your top three that everybody's going to be QBXing over the QBX frenzy, right? And that's going to start sometime in February, January, and that hype, that hype train. If I'm if I'm selling quarterback, I sell you know right there after the Super Bowl or whatever, and get people to start start looking at that opportunity. You know, it, give me the, the highest price, and we saw that last year.
0: I love it. So we're going to transition to running backs. You look at the team. We have Antonio Gibson, who's coming off that tour. That that uh, what is the turf toe? I think he's be healthy this season. Um, I'm expecting great things out of him. Then we have J.D. McKissick. Then we have my guy, Jared Patterson. They said he was too small. They said he was too slow. They said this and that. He played at Buffalo. It doesn't matter. I always say that production is really what matters when it comes to players especially coming into the league now my question for you guys is how do you guys see this running back room shaking out and i'm going to start with phil and i'm going to work my way around phil talk to me about the running backs and what we were able to do
2: i actually think gibson's going to be a true three down back i think he's going to be one of the few in the league um they they're going to want to run him power they're going to let him get out in the passing lanes um you're going to see Gibson run some wheel routes and some flies. And I mean, he's going to run the whole route tree out of the backfield. I can see, I just have that vision. Uh, that's why he's on almost all my dynasty teams. <laughs> he's he's my man. Um, but uh, I think that Derek Patterson will be just, just the backup and uh, some special teams play uh, and JD McKissick will get some of his passing work. But I think Gibson's going to be a true three-down back.
0: OK. I'm, I like that. I like that. Now, Christian, talk to me about this running back room. And I know that you still miss Darius Geist. But this is not the episode to talk about that. So talk to me about this running back group. And what are you expecting from this group this season?
4: Well, I'll, I'll mention the guy who got cut first, because I think that was a surprise for a lot of people. And uh, Tony and I, you and I talked about this a lot uh, Barber just didn't look the same. Like I know he dropped weight, but he looked like he lost cut, speed, and like power with it. And it, there's also this. Uh, to me, it seemed like even even in preseason, it seemed like that Patriots and Bengals game. Both when they saw him come in, they kind of knew what was coming. You know, they tell it's telegraphed what Barber's in for. So I'm not surprised at all that he got cut. But anyway, uh, I think I agree completely with uh, Phil. I think Gibson will be a three-down back. I think a lot of people will point at McKissick's numbers from last year, but I I would say that McKissick had his volume. Uh, inflated by alex smith coming back in um dramatically um it wasn't the same with uh, Haskins or kyle allen or heineke even when um when he uh, when they were in versus when ha- alex smith was because i mean alex smith is the definition of average quarterback but he's also checked down charlie um right and so that's why i think mckissick's numbers will be that high i don't see i don't think that's going to happen again i think you'll see gibson really take over that three down roll like power okay good outside zone he's got that jet do that you know, wheel route here, do whatever else route like that. Um, I think this is going to be Gibson's breakout season. I mean, we're not talking fantasy here, but I really do think this is going to be the most um, usage, one of the most used three-down backs in the league this year. I
0: love it. I love it. Michael, talk to me. Running backs.
1: Yeah. Guys, spot on, man. I completely agree. I think um, one person we haven't talked about, obviously, is the guy, you know, why Barbara got cut, and it's uh, Patterson. Patterson reminds me of MJD. Darren Spoles, you know what I mean? Like combined, like this guy is going to be something else, man. Um, he can do everything from running between the tackles. Um, well, not everything because, you know, he wasn't really, you know, catching passes out of the backfield or anything like that. But as far as a one-two combination with uh, Antonio Gibson, I mean, you know, he's not going to run, you know, a thousand, you know, carries in the season. I mean, you know, it's not going to happen. I think that's going to be the guy. And I think uh, McKinsey's uh, work is going to be uh, – diminished a little bit. So I really like uh, Patterson. I think it was good to move over from um Hey, it be,
0: and it's funny that you say that because Steve Lim in the chat said, Gibson and j Patterson is all you need. McKissick is, is about to become obsolete. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he says good depth. So we all see McKissick's work diminishing. Not only that, I see McKissick as a guy that potentially might not be here next year. We I don't, I don't think yeah. we're going to need a J.D. McKissick next year. If yeah. anything, we're going to get a much-improved Peyton Barber-type guy that's big, strong, and can catch the ball. I wanted to remind Ray Stevenson here. I'm still crying about that. I thought he would have been a perfect fit. But guess what, though? I am happy with Patterson. Patterson is going to be very, very good for us this year, and he's going to return some kickoffs as well. Tony, talk to me about the running back room.
3: Well, last time we talked, man, I said the one thing I want to see out of Patterson was could he pass block? It was a very good conversation. You told me, you know, we got to figure out if Gibson could pass block. Yeah, Because we know J.D. McKissick can't pass block. And what we also found out was that Peyton Barber can't pass block either. And and that was terrible. And that's why he's gone. One of the reasons, I think. And he also missed the ball on a a Mm -hmm. swing pass. And Patterson, you know, he's he's done some good things in the passing game early, just some lousy things lately. He missed a couple of balls. I think he had three drops, a little concerned about that. But uh, I like the way he pass blocked, it was phenomenal. It was it was textbook, it was great. So I uh, I feel very good about him in there. I still know who runs third and one, right? And Barber's back on that practice squad, and as we right, start right. rotating through this whole practice squad thing it's not exactly clear to me all the rules as to when mm-hmm. people can come off practice squad, how often. There's something like early in the season there's more versus later. So you couldn't see – you could see Barber in there, uh, you know, week one uh, doing short yardage for us. You know, so we I really don't know how those – I can definitely how see that. How are moving back and forth. Absolutely. I think, and it depends
2: on, I think it depends on who we play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but what I was most impressed about with Patterson, like Tony mentioned, is that pass bl- blocking. I mean, that pass yeah. protection was superb. That's for a smaller guy. i seen somebody in the chat. Steve Lim said, um, who did he call him? He said Baby Sprouls. He said Baby Sprouls. So I can definitely see that in the chat we have. Nessa in the building. We have Patrick West in the building. Appreciate you guys hopping on the stream. If you're watching from YouTube, please hit the like button and please subscribe and please share. So we're going to transition next to the tight end group. Look, I had the biggest battle within a battle between keeping my guy Ricky Seals Jones or... Simmons Reyes. Now, obviously, you want to keep the younger guy. You want to keep the guy that has upside that you can build around moving forward. But I just felt that it was going to be weird going into this season with Logan Thomas and two rookies. I don't care how physical Simmons Reyes is. I don't care about how physical and a good blocker John Bates is. That does not impress me. What impresses me is having guys that know what they're doing. We cannot forget that Logan Thomas was a project that has turned into one of the better tight ends in the league. So I'm going to start with Tony on this one. Talk to me about the tight end group, and were you surprised that the team kept four and not three? Talk to me about that.
3: Yes, I was surprised they kept four. I, I predicted three. Phil and I went through all of our picks together, and, and, and Phil won that cool. battle right there. And ended up beating me by one. By the way. Uh, There was nothing at stake except pride, I think. But Phil ended up, I think, with uh I think you ended up four wrong, and I ended up with five wrong. It's tough. Yep. Awesome. It's it's a little tougher for ben. We thought, and who knew that Moreland was going to be cut? Right, we'll go, we'll get into all that in short. Sure. But as far as the tight ends, you know, I like Bates, love Logan, and uh, Samus is for the future. I wouldn't be surprised still until we, we talked about last time that you know he does what Derek Forrest did today was kind of just take a trip to IR and uh, and spend a year on the you know developing. Ricky Seals-Jones was the obvious person to keep in there. I thought we could have left him unprotected um, and held on to somebody else. He felt different.
0: And the thing with Ricky Seals-Jones, let me talk about Ricky Seals-Jones for a minute. With the team doing some funny things at wide receiver, which we're going to get to, he becomes a bigger wide receiver for us. You're going to see him split out wide a lot, especially in the red zone, going for touchdowns. Like, I mean, the team is not. We don't have a lot of large wide receivers. We don't have a lot of big wide receivers. So, I also thought maybe that might have impacted us keeping four tight ends. Michael, do you agree with that statement?
1: Uh, I do and don't. I think that we are going to be uh, with those tight end, that tight end group. I mean, it's all about mismatches, right? So. You Know without going to the next segment talking so much about wide receivers, right? I mean, the mismatches are ridiculous, right? You know, Dime mm-hmm. Brown, Curtis, okay, Terry, you know what I mean, and then you know, Logan Thomas, at tight end, um, mixing with you know, Antonio Gibson, all of those guys can go out wide, you know, like they and they can be interchangeable, you know, um, well, so you need some blockers there, and I think that's why we kept four tight ends, I think that's why, uh, you know, Reyes made it, you know, high very high, high, high upside in development. I mean, the kid came down from, you know, what, Chile to play basketball and, you know, ended up, you know, never playing football in his life, but just picked it up. And now he's, you know, an NFL pro. That's nuts. On physical attributes alone, he just needs the right coaching. You know what I mean? And he's got it with us, baby. Let's make it happen. ATTR.
0: I love it. I love it. Let me go to Uh, Steve Lim's comment. He goes, Logan's blocking is going to be even better this year. That's the hardest part uh, of learning the tight end position. And I agree. Sometimes it takes like rookie tight ends really three to four years to become a serviceable tight end. We're not even talking about a good or great tight end, a serviceable tight end. So I definitely agree with that statement. We really have a really, really, really good tight ends coach. And I'm excited for the future with this tight end group, Christian, talk to me about tight end. You played something close to tight end when you played ball, so talk to me about the intricacies of blocking, receiving, running routes. Talk to me a little bit about what the tight end group entails. Well,
2: Christian, maybe everyone around. out. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> now, um, so just to, just to check off first, you, you guys can hear me, right? I had to turn off the mic I was originally using. Yeah. Good. All right. Good. All right um so with blocking i mean i think it's the same thing with defense ultimately it's most fundamentally desire how bad do you want to drive one man against his will off the ball into whatever objective you have that's blocking in its entirety now there's always obviously trick intricacies of it like okay where's hand placement coming how does your hips go through where's your feet are you wide are you narrow um where's your head position and whatnot you know what is a holding? What what, what kind of like grass can you, you know, get away with? So there's a lot of intricacies with that. I, I wasn't a route runner or anything like that, so I can't tell you that part. But um, with the tight end room, um, I mean, I love uh, that we have become a team that can actually, like, consistently uh, block um, at the tight end room because, um, I mean, not saying Logan Thomas is like an all-pro or George Kittle, but at the same time, it wasn't like with Reed where if Reed came in, you kind of knew that we weren't going to run the ball. Um, exactly. whereas exactly. Logan does actually give you the benefit of both. Like you, you don't, you have to be honest with him. Like you can't just say, Oh, Logan's coming in. So now we know he's going to run or Logan's coming back in. He's going to go out wide and just go for a pass. No, there's more honesty to it now with the rookie part. Yeah, you're right. I think, um, you don't want to enter it obviously with just two rooks and, you know, who have never played, but one of which has literally never played NFL football or any football in his life before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always also knew that he was Samus was going to make the team. I mean, you don't make a I don't I don't think they made a random investment like that in a foreign player just to dump him immediately after. Um, you <laughs> know, true. I think that would have been kind of weird. So I always I always kind of knew he would make it in some capacity. Maybe do the Derek Forest IR stint thing, but no, they kept him mm-hmm. for real. So, um, man, we'll see. Ricky Seals Jones, he's all right. I mean, he's he's kind of come around the league for a reason, you know. So there's yeah, kind of journeyman yeah. tight end to him, but at the same time, it it is veteran leadership and some kind of feel aside from just Logan. So we'll see, man. I like the tight end group a lot, and like you said, uh, Manny, our tight end coach is obviously something, you know. If he can, you know, get Logan to go from you know project to legit starter. Hello.
0: <laughs> and. uh Steve said that uh, Simus had uh, some blistering uh, blocks week one. Yeah, they say he's the most physical blocker on the team. So that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Phil, talk to me about the potential of this tight end group. So young, so inexperienced, but plenty of potential for sure. All
2: right. So the potential is actually with Samus, it's limitless. With how Pete Horner has done with Logan Thomas, Samus Reyes, once you teach that guy to catch, he is just, he runs. He's, very physical. I mean, I, Ron Rivera said it best. He fits his culture. He works hard. He's in, He's after practice every day, according to the, whatever mm-hmm. reason. I mean, Logan Paulson, he's been working with Logan Paulson off on his own. Uh, he, the, the, you can tell the kid wants to do it. I mean, yeah. who has never played football and could step on a football field and make an NFL roster? I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I played football growing up, and there's no way I could ever make an NFL roster. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just it it just doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, his his RAS has got to be off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I think with him and Bates and even Ricky Silsby Jones, he who can block a little bit, you you won't know what we're running. That's what yeah. that's the best part about it.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, I'll, 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 one thing I'll add there is that Randy. He missed a couple blocks there in this last preseason game. He, he one time he was lost in space. He didn't know where to go. He's, I was like, hit somebody, right? So he's got development. He's got he's got things to learn. We've never really expected him to be ready for twenty twenty one week one. So I mean, I think he's outperformed uh, his develop. I mean, our, what we thought his development would be. And I think he's uh, doing great. So let's see what happens next. I think there, you know, next couple of weeks, like you said, excessive, t- you know, some sort of hang, nail or something like that. He he may just, you know, end up on IR and uh, continue to develop. And in 2022, look out because he is big and he is tough and he has. Look, the the hands aren't the worst in the world. He caught the ball, every ball thrown to him. Better than Jeremy Sims. Right. Right.
4: (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So so guys, man, let's go ahead and transition to my favorite position. And this wide receiver. Wide receiver is the fun position. Everybody (laughs) loves this. And uh in you know, PPR fantasy football. I mean, you see wide receivers flying off the board. Um with the football team, and this is a position group that I was not sure. Look, after a while, I got tired of trying to predict what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? We had guys that we drafted. We had guys that we drafted in the past, you know, young guys, vets. So when we were doing our predictions and everything, and me and Phil, we talk a lot. We talk, 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 talk. We try to predict. We try to speculate. And I have to say, I did not see Dax Mill Making the 53. Although, <laughs> although I did a video comparison between Dax Mill and Humphrey, I just didn't see the two being on a 53. I saw one of the two, and everybody said you're crazy for thinking that Humphreys is safe, or or I mean, uh it's not safe, or whatever the case may be. Now We cut AGG, a guy that I've been pulling for, a guy that I thought was going to win the job when Kelvin Harmon got cut. Steven Sims got cut. Isaiah Wright has moved on. So a lot of these younger guys that we've gotten undrafted and even seventh round, those guys have moved on. But then a guy like Dax Mill, he makes it because guess what? He was a need. The the team saw his skill set and said, you know what? That's our guy. Now. We're going to go around the frames one more time and talk about the wide receiver group. But what I want to hear from you guys is, do you guys think that Ron made the right decisions? How do you see this wide receiving group shaking out? Do you guys think that ADG plays this season or even has a shot to make the 53 next year? I'm going to
1: start with Michael on this one. I'm going to tell you what. I think um, it was a very bad decision by Ron Rivera. And, I mean, I trust Ron Rivera. I mean – more than any Redskins coach since Gibbs, to be honest with you. Um, Danny Golden, I mean, he has unspeakable talent. I mean, you know, he might have been, like, you know, a little bit raw, you know, but still, like, you know, local kid. I mean, you know, um, I I, I don't know. I'm speechless. I'm baffled. I mean, you know, was he too much of a Cam Sims? I mean, you know, was he not (laughs) as refined as Cam Sims? And they just looked at Cam Sims and him and were like, hey – you know, maybe we don't need you know this guy. I don't see why. I, I think Dax Moline should have been on the practice squad for sure. Um, and then there was that DeAndre kid. I don't even know much about him. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, 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 I heard he can return and stuff. I I don't even know what his number was. So um, everything else, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much good on. I thought you know it went how it was supposed to be, but um, very 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 surprised about uh, a G G.
0: All right, so. First of all, let me address some things. <laughs> At least I think Cam Sims plays special teams. Am I correct? Or mm-hmm. play yes. some special teams. Mm-hmm. So we also know that position flex was key for Ron Rivera when making decisions. Yeah. Now we saw DeAndre Carter in practice and camps make some nice catches, do some things with the offense. I didn't see much in the game, but he did some things, and so he's shown us okay, we can be a receiving threat if needed. You look at a guy like him and Dax Mill, special teams. It seems like Ron Rivera wants the special teams this year to be special. That's something that we have lacked. We've had no guy that can return punch, no guy that can return kickoffs. Uh coverage is bad. Uh we don't even get field goal blocks, pump blocks. So it was emphasis on special teams. A lot of the guys that were on the bubble on whether making it or not, special teams gave those guys the nod. Let me go to Tony. What is your what are your thoughts with this wide receiver group?
2: I,
3: I I agg. I'm not as not as high on. He didn't do well last year. He um, <clears> was <throat> injured, and uh, this year it's, his hands did not look soft to me. They looked like they were. He was still trying to figure out how to catch a ball. Um. So I he may be wrong, but look, he's back on the practice squad. He cleared yep. waivers, so obviously, yep. he, he's still on the team. He still can be called up at any point. But I—it's funny the comparison to Cam Sims because Cam Sims was raw. It took him through it. Was he in his fourth year, Cam Sims? Mm-hmm. He's been around a while, and he's made incremental—you know—improvements in his game. And now he's on the—you know—for two years now. I think last year he's he may have started off on the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. I may be mistaken on that, but it's—it it's, hasn't been long since he was a practice right. squad player. Hello. So, so, it took him know, two years. ATG, yeah. So AGG is, uh, you know, a fourth rounder, we, and that's kind of, you know, crazy. A fourth rounder that you go ahead and you cut the second year or the third or the fourth. I can think of another fourth rounder. I don't i wouldn't mind cutting, but um, I won't get into that here. Milne, look, well, <sighs> I think he's going to do fine. I think he's got the, that slot mindset. I think uh, Humphreys is a one-year contract. He could be the next guy up. Um, and he seems to have really soft hands, good route runner. Let's see, uh, you know how they develop. We got seven of them. The Carter kid, uh, you know, we want, we, we need to have a punt returner. You know, who else is going to do it? We're going to try Patterson a kick, a kick returner. So, uh, you know, you could keep seven there. I, I predicted seven. I didn't think it was going to be agg. I, I thought agg was going to be on it though, and and, uh, and and I
0: was, I was wrong. So. Now, I know we hear a lot about Ron's plan. If you guys watch Louis T, he talks about Ron's plan all the time. Ron's plan. Ron's plan. So, I think that Ron knew, Ron knew that nobody was going to put in a claim for AGG. So, he was playing chess. Why not cut AGG? Let him clear waivers. Let's keep the guys that we actually think that people are going to put claims on. I think that was brilliant. He knew. Nobody will would, would uh, put a claim on AGG. So then we get AGG back. He's gonna be in a practice squad and work his way up with this team. And it was glad I was glad to see him come back. Um, obviously, he lost his number the minute that he left. Cam Sim says this number's mine. So uh, AGG, man, you know that you got problems when you've when you're on your third number in your second year. Okay, but granted, he didn't have a lot of the. Practices and things of that nature last year. So I'm not going to just fault AGG too much. Phil, talk to me about this wide receiver group. And do you think that we got it right? Or do you think that there were a couple of things that we could have done differently?
2: Um, I think we got it right. I, the reason I think you got it right is all of our notable cuts cleared waivers, every one of them. And most of them are back on our practice squad. I well, thank God we don't have Spanish Jesus no more. Bye bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I can't remember the guy that comes in on the pod all the time and says, hey, Spanish Jesus. Well, sorry, dude, Spanish Jesus is gone. So, um, Crucified and not coming back, yeah. Yeah, as far as our wide receiver room, though, I mean, it's, it's good. It's stacked. You can do worse than Cam Sims as your wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. Samuel?
3: Where's yeah. Samuel? Samuel's your, RB4. Samuel's your RV four.
2: Samuel's your RV four slash wide receiver three. So, but, like, I mean, Dax Milne, I had him make the team because he caught everything. He literally caught every – some of the catches I saw on the sidelines were just – they were insane. Um, But we all know he's going to be inactive on game day. He's going to be the inactive on game day. So, because DeAndre Carter is going to be active. He's your – he's our – Hunt returner, kick returner, and we we haven't had a, a real one of those in a couple of years. It's it's time to see that. So I didn't have him making the original roster. Um, I had AGG and Milne, but um I, I'm happy with Carter. And AGG's back. Him. It's not like we lost him. He's he's right. still a risk in yeah he's Washington back. football yeah. team.
0: So I've had Steve Lim in the comments talk about AGG. If he was so good, how come nobody picked him up? Like, you know, hey, I don't think that the team cut any football players. I don't think that the team cut any guys that people were rushing to go grab. Nobody put in a claim for any Washington football team player that we cut. Right. So that should say something. Shout out to my guy, Ron, from the Washington Football Addicts podcast. Y'all make sure y'all check out the pod. These guys are great. He says AGG's back on the practice squad. And, um, you know, he has to show it, he has to prove it, and he has to try to get back on that roster. I completely agree with that. T-Ho, welcome to the stream. Appreciate you hopping on. Chris, talk to me about the wide receiver group, and we'll go ahead and go to our next position group. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, Michael. When you first started, I thought you were going to say Kelvin Harmon, and I was like, "Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah.
2: baby, Julio."
4: I mean, Phil, Phil knows how I feel. Like I, I, I never have understood that guy's hype. As soon as Haskins said that he was going to be Baby Julio, I know that Harmon was doomed. You know, just I mean, when you can't, you can't heap praise like that on a six rounder and expect it to work out. You know, but anyway, um, no, the one I was kind of surprised that AGG got the cut. I actually would have expected, um. Either Milne or someone else to have gone the cut first, being that Ron actually did pick, you know, Manny, or Manny AGG last year. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I would have expected that to happen, but at the same time, like, no, okay. I mean, it happens. I mean, the fact that everyone cleared the waivers and we got them all back in the practice squad confirms that we know what we're doing. Um, I mean, now, aside for the, the roster locks, like, obviously Terry was going to make it, Curtis was going to make it based on pay. I didn't see any uh, scenario Humphreys wouldn't make it. And then, obviously, Diami was the big third rounder we got, which was a steal uh, for us in that. Um, then you get, And then it came down to the three. So, like, Carter, as soon as I saw him continuously on the pre, on the special teams making plays and Sims was out, like, that kind of confirmed to me Carter was going to make it. So, I left. I thought AGG. And then, um, man, I'm forgetting the other name now. So, Cam That's Sims. Real. Sorry. Yeah, oh, Cam's. how
1: did you forget? How did you?
4: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I confused Sims, both the Sims in my head. It's like, no, no, no. We cut Steve. But anyway, so Cam, um, obviously I think was going to make it because Ron spoke too glowingly of him and his you know work even last year for me to see it uh, being cut. So I left that seventh spot open. So it went to Milne. And I mean, I think like Tony said, I think Milne is going to be the development project in the slot because we only do have Humphreys for the one year so. Maybe next year Milne will become what we all thought or what a lot of people thought uh, Trey Quinn was going to be. Um, <laughs> we'll see, you know. Um, <laughs> Baby Julio.
0: Yes, sir. Shout out Stop. to Anonymous Taylor, man. He is the biggest Ayami Brown fan in the building field. He is in our I'm Spanish saying, no, 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 no. He's in our I'm Spanish the biggest
1: Yami. <laughs> nah. Remember
3: when we did our draft podcast?
0: Nah, not this guy. This guy's, guys. You you guys. this guy's a Titans guys fan. This guy's a Titans fan. I
2: Fast guy that he could run routes. That all that the wide receiver coach in North Carolina was like, "Why should we run other routes when he wins going straight?" I mean.
0: No, you don't understand. You should have been at the at the show last week. Anonymous Taylor is the biggest yamu Brown man <laughs> <laughs> that I've ever seen. Um, So let's talk about the offensive line. But I'm going to start with Chris, which is our offensive line specialist here on this um, particular it. panel. Um, So. When you talk offensive line, there mm-hmm. were speculations. I've seen people say, take eight. No, you got to take nine. Nine is the minimum. Most teams take 10, sometimes 11. Mm-hmm. With this offensive line selection, Keith Ishmael was cut. Wes Martin was cut. A lot of these guys were cut. For some reason, they love this center of John Tooth. or I don't know. I don't even know how to say his name. But for some reason, they cut him. to keep bringing them back. So, Larson made you know made some plays did some nice things. Um, the list is pretty much we know those guys that were going to make the team. So talk to me about like the biggest uh, surprise. I would say on that
4: offensive line, the, the biggest surprise of the cuts was Keith Ishmael for me. Um, I don't know. I just I kind of expected him to stay, being I kind of always seemed like he always maintained that second spring center title. Then magically he was the one that got cut. So I was like, all right, well. That happens. Um, as for the offensive line, I actually was really surprised to continuously Sam Cosme get the first team at right tackle and then keep it. I mean, I think it says something um, when he beats out Corn Lucas. Now, maybe Lucas isn't the best offensive lineman ever, but he was actually pretty solid for us down the stretch last year. And based on what I've seen on Cosme for the preseason, I think you're going to get very comparative play to what Morgan Moses gave us, if not slightly more athletic and maybe potentially even better. Um right. Because, I mean, it's obviously, it's a rookie, so you don't really want to expect too much. But that kind of athleticism and that drive and that power he showed to me was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't seem to get faked out by stunts. They ran some. The Patriots ran a few against him. He maintained his feet. He has his good good leverage. Um, he couldn't stand to learn better balance because I think he kind of puts his chest over his feet too much every now and again. Um but I'll end, you know, my part with the offensive line with a quote that I, I don't remember what podcast I was watching, but they had a PFF guy on him, with him, and that he had said something to the effect of "It's not about eliteness; it's about completeness." Um, and with the offensive line, what's so what I think I love about our unit is that it seems complete, like from left to right. Leno is at least an average left tackle. Either if you go with Flowers or Schweitzer, is at least an average left guard. Chase earlier is one of the most underrated centers. Sheriff is the first team all pro right guard. So right now you have to say he's the best right guard in football. And based on what I've seen on Cosme, he looks legit. I mean, from left to right, I think we have a complete line. If, they, if they're if they healthy all year, I think we'll have one of the better units, more underrated units in the entire NFL.
0: I love it. I love it. So, man, shout out to Chef Dre oh. Boog in a building. He says, great points, fellas. Now, speaking of Brandon Sheriff, I want to go ahead and add this important point. I was listening to Ron Rivera's presser, and he was saying that Brandon Sheriff is a guy that they don't mind building with. Like, he he had some great things to say about Brandon Sheriff. So I know my guy, Rod, I don't know if he's still watching, but he is a big Brandon Sheriff fan. So all that says is they're going to try to find a way to keep him next season, especially if he balls out this year. So I went from Sheriff can go to... Hey, maybe they come to a compromise that it works out for both teams. Maybe a short-term deal or you, you know, front-end his money and then, you know, in a year or two, you can let let him go if you choose. So mm-hmm. um, we can make him the highest-paid guard for a year or two to where it's flexible to, to do some other things. So talk to me about the money for Brandon's share of Tony because you're the money guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
3: There's too much to talk about there to unpack. It's what is it? 20 million. You got, you got Nelson getting signed this year too. I, uh-huh. um, that hasn't happened yet. Right. That, right. He, he hasn't signed anything yet. No. So, so that's going to set the market. And if he goes before yeah. sheriff, which I think is going to be likely, then you got yeah. sheriff, you know, whatever he's but heard about or not agreeing to, <laughs> we don't know. Right. We don't know.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We don't understand. So I'm. A, it's a little bit of miffing, miffed. I'm a little bit miffed on that one. Um, you know, quite honestly, after he got injured against the Giants a couple of years ago in the fall, we should have just signed him then, right in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Turned him over and said, "Here, here's 15 million a year. We don't care. 16 million or whatever. We could have saved at that point in time by mm-hmm. like pouncing on some opportunities." So I look at at, at Sheriff as kind of, as kind of that has already played. And it's gonna whatever we're gonna do there, we're gonna do. Let's just make mm-hmm. sure we get a, get a hold of the get ahead of all the others. Let's get ahead right. of uh, of a Cosby when it's time. But, but more importantly for the rest of the team, the McLaurins and and the D line, let's just take care of what we can take care of. Whatever's going on with with Sheriff, it's almost like it's out of our control right now because we let it get out of our control. Right. And it starts right. with you know having going going through two regimes in the last two years. And, and and I'm not sure what can be done to salvage that long term. But if it happens, you know, obviously, I don't think there's philosophy, philosophical differences between Ron Rivera and Sheriff. I think they're, they're, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. And he does look like a culture fit. So it's with the agents and it's with the team. Let's just yeah. hope that they're able to put something together. If they need help, hey, I aunt, I'll raise my hand. I'll structure something for them and make them both happy. But we just need to get them to,
0: to come to the table absolutely we'll so so man enough about offensive He's line locking as much room, as 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 much as the offensive line excites me let's talk defense man this is the nice. heart and soul of the team defensive line we start with, with the defensive line of course all of our defensive tackles made the team that was not a surprise there and there's been talks that the team is going to run a lot of 524 i i'm not familiar with that i'll let you guys that you know, analyze and do all this stuff. So with that being said, I've always said that I'm not sure of this defensive line depth. We drafted two guys in the seventh round, which I look at Shaka Tony more so as a as a as a linebacker. Anyways, even if he plays edge, he's still going to play some some linebacker for us. Now, William Bradley King, that was a surprise cut to me even though I knew, like, I don't see us keeping two seventh-rounders. And then you have Smith, uh, James Smith-Williams. So let's start with Phil on this one. How did the whole defensive line shake up for you?
2: Well, the guy that I didn't think would make it because I didn't see him play at all in the preseason was Casey Toothill. I know he played last year, and I think he was a big part of the 5-2, you know, big defensive line. But when I heard we're going to play a five-two-four. I was excited. I mean, that means Big Matt's going to be on the field, and mm-hmm. Big Matt is our best interior pass rusher. He yep. can he pushes the pile better than anybody not named Aaron Donald. Uh, just just mm-hmm. the way it is. He's in the backfield in a heartbeat. Um, him up the middle and Chase Young mm-hmm. around the edge. Uh, good luck being a quarterback. Uh, I, feel that. I feel bad for Patrick. I feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I wouldn't want to play any of us. Oh yep, uh, yep. wait, I was thinking back week 1 Justin Herbert. We start his mm. sophomore slump by the way on week 1. Oh, no, um,
0: no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sophomore slump. He's going to be in a slump this year. Yeah. Uh, but because Chase Young's going to have him seeing ghosts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see Chase Young and Sean Slice go against each other week 1. Yeah. That's going to be an awesome matchup. But our defensive line, that's our bread and butter. Um I still think we should have traded one of them. I, I don't see us paying all of them. Uh I think Payne brings back the most uh return return. Yep. But I know Payne is your your boy, Manny. I love I know you love Payne. We all do. And We're it's guys. not just me. we yes. all do. We all, see, we all see that Duron Payne is the most athletic defensive tackle on the field. Um but, you know, he, he, he misses at times. He's not as consistent as I think he should be, especially for as talented as he is. Um, I think that's why we pay John Allen. John Allen's a Ron Rivera guy. Um, and we're about to have to pay two bookend defensive ends $30 million a year. So, I mean, somebody's got to go. Uh, I say lock up and settle right now for a low win contract and keep the D-line as much together as you can. Um, I had William Brady King making it because I just he he looked more explosive off the line to me. Um, Shaka Tony made it made it through specials. Uh, he he played more special team snaps than WPK did. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? Everybody knows anybody that watches or follows WFT it it starts at front with our front five, six, yeah. seven, whatever you want mm-hmm. call them.
0: Yeah, man. I think that position group needs a name, Chris. What do you think the name should be for that position group? I mean, that's the best part of the of the team, it's man. You know what I'm saying? It, is,
2: yes. with
4: it. What I mean, <laughs> <line>. <laughs> so <laughs> you know how we have like Washington football line. team? Yeah, just Washington defensive line. <laughs> I, love <it. laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So talk DJ's to me.
3: Person.
4: So talk to me about the group and your
0: expectations, like, how, like. How many sacks do you see this group getting that? We're not even talking about the rest of the team, just the defensive yeah. line. How many sacks do you see?
4: I mean, all okay, right, well, I want to also uh, first answer. I don't remember what name I saw scroll, but they were asking also about the five, two, four, and you did too. Um, yeah. That's just referencing the defensive uh, numbers of the uh, positional players and from front to back. So five, meaning five defensive linemen, two, meaning two linebackers, four, meaning four DBs now. Seeing us, I think, because this is actually especially true with Ron, he likes to run Tampa 2 a lot. You're going to see 4 two, five, um, you know, 5 I think primarily as you see more nickel and dime defenses yeah. play out. Um, so that's just saying that so that people can understand what's being meant by that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as far as the defensive line, I think you have a legitimate shot of seeing um, – Sweat and Young combined for thirty minimum, and especially in a seventeen games uh, se- uh, series, seventeen game season, um, with the kind of pressure that Matt Ionitis will now give back up the middle. Because I think people really need to understand what it means for a defensive end to see the pocket get pushed out um, more consistently. Because I do think Matt Ionitis is our best interior rusher, um, yep, yep. as far as pass rush is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, if him back will be critical, because I think people. Don't really want to admit it, but the defensive line for the first three weeks had the most – that was the most pressuring that we were all season because i was there. That isn't to take away from, you know, the job that Settle did and Payne as well as Allen without Matt, but it was at its best week one, week two, week three um, with Matt there. Now, um, Phil, you said it for me. I actually kind of was surprised Casey didn't make it. I actually would have expected them to keep five defensive ends over five D tackles. Um, that's just me personally, cause this depth we have, but hearing that five two four comment, I think confirms it because then you're gonna see a lot of Chase Sweat outside and then pain on the inside on the A gap and then Iinidas and Allen over, you know, the defense the guards. Um, which I mean, like you said, good luck. Whatever offensive line we play, just good luck. I mean, I hear all Dallas' hype, like, Oh, yeah, we got Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, um, Tyron Smith back. Okay, cool. We got Madonna back too. I mean, we're it's it's gonna be you know that's gonna be primetime football, man. Um, and then Casey's rebuilt offensive line. I mean, we're just gonna be we're gonna that's gonna be our litmus test. I mean, if we're really that good, those guys, it's gonna show, right? And you know, look, having five
0: defensive linemen look mm-hmm. that means there's five <laughs> offensive linemen, right? Yeah. One on one, there is nobody the in the mm-hmm. league that can guard us. They're look, they better be praying that we have four on the line, or even three on the line. You're talking Mm -hmm. about five? That's a sack every time. That's a sack. That's a pressure. That's a quarterback hit. I'm Mm -hmm. excited for this defense. We're going to knock some quarterbacks out. Look, Mm -hmm. I I don't condone violence. (laughs) I do not condone violence. Mm -hmm. But you're going to see so many quarterbacks on the ground, grabbing their knees, grabbing their ankle, grabbing their thumb. I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy. We're going to see havoc. I think that this year, this this team has the potential to lead the NFL in takeaways. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that that, that starts with pressure. Michael, do you agree with that statement?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the reason, you know, I kept the uh, football team on my fantasy league defense. I mean, I think, uh, you know, absolutely, without a doubt, um, we're going to be the number one defense in the league. Um, the pressure and everything is good. I want to go back to a point. Um, yeah, I think Phil, I think you were talking about, um, signing, uh, Tim settle, you know, to like, you know, as good of a contract as possible. I completely agree, man. I think that is absolutely spot on and what we need to do. It scares me that Deron Payne is up next for this huge contract extension. However, let me pose the question to you guys, him and Jonathan Allen being teammates for, I mean, Lord knows how long you can remember. Is it the, uh, the chemistry that they have, the continuity? Is that something that, you know, um, they brought to the defensive line? And if we take away De'Ron Payne, you know, w- will it actually break, you know, our defensive line? Is he that much of a centerpiece?
0: I think he's a huge no. piece, but I'm going to move this one to Tony. We know how Phil feels about this question, so we're, so we're going to skip Phil on this one. Tony, <laughs> do you think that Deron Payne is a centerpiece for this defense? Can he be? Is he replaceable?
3: Well, we already have his replacement on the team. I mean, you, you – okay, so let's go back to the 5-2 for a second. If you're putting five down linemen there, who are those five? Ioannidis? Pain and Allen, right? You mm-hmm. could go yep. Allen, uh, Settle, and Ionitis, and you could be without pain. And right. you know, you're trying to keep them fresh. You're pulling them in and out. They're all great, but we got four good ones. Settle's the cheapest, five and a half million a year. That's probably the range that you're looking at to sign him now. Get ahead of the situation. This is the right. number one signing. That we need to get ahead of, in my opinion, and it's going to allow us then to play a little bit better uh, capology with 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 pain and ionitis because there's a sequential order to these things coming up. Some of these guys don't have any. You know, some of them have the, the the fifth year option on the outside, yep. right? So to yep. settle. Excuse me. So, excuse me. So does pain. Yep. Alan side. So, so Ioannidis won't, and and, so, and and he's kind of at a lower salary. So we got to figure out, shuffle this deck, and see who we can keep and who we can't. And then a lot of it, believe it or not, is going to come back to our sheriff. If he doesn't yep. sign, then you got another $20 million to play with, mm-hmm. and you decide then what you want to do. But the 5-2-4, hey. to me, is about maximizing our time with these guys together. Yep. And let's put them all on the field let's go ahead and knock their socks off and by the way last time I checked we don't really have great linebackers or, or at least an, enough of them oh that's next so, so why not just go Jameis Jame, – yeah or the name is jamin and and Holcomb and let those two go there and then you really you can get pulled out of safety when you need to and then you can just flip it around right, you could, right. Go, you could go a four two five or four or a three two six. So all those different things can happen, and it's just playing with a, a smaller number of, of linebackers and putting your best, best people on the field. So I see a lot of – I'm looking forward to what JDR is going to do here um, I, and, and, and to see how he's going to be able to utilize this. And then maybe that will help us determine what our strategy is with all these linemen and if this is even something that's palatable long-term. We, in high school, we played a 5-2. Mm-hmm. We played a 5-2 with the, with the nose tackle – Yep. You know, two guys over the guards and two guys over the end. So, so that was our our base defense, and it was about getting as much pressure up front as possible.
0: I love so it. Who knows? So it
3: also goes to the personnel. I love
0: it. So we got two more segments, and that'll be the end of the show. We got to transition to the weakest position on the football team, and it's the linebacker position. This position is terrible. This position is like Swiss cheese. It's like tissue paper. Matter of fact, it's like wet tissue paper. It can't hold anything, okay? <laughs> this position right here scares me. I know you can talk about the about the Buffalo nickel and the 5-2-4, and the, you know, 4-2-5, all that sounds nice and dandy. But guess what? If something happens to Jamin Davis or something happens to Cole Holcomb, we are in trouble. So with the initial 53, they kept four guys. Bostick, which is Phil's favorite guy, uh, uh, along with the first-round pick Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb. Then they also kept Kalik Hudson. Today, they were able to stash and hide Derek Forrest on the IR and re-sign Mayo back on the team. Obviously, everybody is screaming for KJ Wright or McKinney or all these Mm -hmm. different linebackers that are available. Ron says, you know what, I'm going to bring in a guy who's already in my system. But what I see happening is signing one of these veterans to the practice squad where you give those guys a couple weeks to get acclimated to the system and then they're elevated to the big team. So I can see something like that happening. There's a reason why Dax Mill is on the team. There's a reason why we kept seven. He's not going to dress. Guess what? There's a way that you can hide him on the practice squad I mean, or even on the IR saying that he has a thumb injury and he'll be back in three weeks. And then they're going to do some things like that over and over and over and over again. There is no surprise. It's all within the rules. Now, whether Derek Forrest is really hurt or not, it's none of my business. All I know is it was genius the way that they were able to, you know, have him, then hide him in IR. He'll be back week four. Now, Phil, when you talk about linebackers, what are we doing? Are we going to sign a veteran? Do you think that we roll out with Mayo because Mayo and Holcomb are twins, right? They have the same skill set, right? Whatever. No, no, no. Yeah, talk to me about the linebacker position, man. All
2: right. Well, we all know if we do run the 525, that it more than likely is going to be Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if the, one of them goes, God forbid, does go down, we're in trouble. Uh, it's just no doubt about it. You're going to see a lot of Landon Collins and Cam Curl mm-hmm. play in that second linebacker position. Uh, is my prediction, if one of those. guys. The only reason David Mayo's back is um, for special teams. And as far as Dax Milne hitting the IR, I don't think that will ever happen. I just I think he'll be stashed. I just don't think he'll ever be active. He'll stay on the roster. He just won't ever be a game day active. They'll pull up guys from the practice squad, and they'll be active ahead of Dax Milne, because they will not drop Dax Milne to the practice squad for another team to claim him. I just don't see that happening. Right. Um,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. You are absolutely right. I forgot about the rules where you can call up a guy from the practice squad to be active. They can they can um, protect x amount of players if it's the same rules from last year. So yes. so all that is pretty cool. Chris, talk to me about the linebacker position. And are you worried or it's fine?
4: I mean, I am a little worried. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like super stressed. I mean, I think Davis got better as the preseason went on. I'm sweating over
0: there, though, bro. Why are you sweating,
4: though? Why are you sweating? Oh, (laughs) I'm hot. I just got off work. No, I'm just playing. I'm messing Um, with you. No, um, I mean, uh, Jamin Davis, uh, he did get better as the preseason went on, but I still don't see, like, you know, quite that first-year impact. Like, I mean, a lot of people comped him to Darius Leonard coming out. I think people forget Darius Leonard was a first-team All-Pro immediately. Like, I mean, he hit the ground sprinting, not just running. Not Darius Um, Leonard. he He was crazy, yeah. Um. But, no, Cole, I mean, I've heard him. They've said, you know, they that they, they feel he's gotten better, which, I mean, I think he has. I mean, Bostic is yeah, Bostic. Um Bostic. Then, Yeah, exactly. You know, just whatever. Cool. I mean, he. we all know he's a suspect anyway. Um, I would love to see McKinney. Um, I think he's one of the more underrated linebackers around the NFL. Um, I'm surprised he got cut. But then again, the Texans, I think, have become the worst team in the NFL, um, without well, a question, in my honest opinion. Nelson's cutting. Yeah, um, so we'll see. I haven't seen McK- uh, McKinney update about if he signed anywhere or not. So I'd love to see that happen. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I would say, like you said, Manny, it's the weakest position overall on the roster currently. But uh, what the hope is is that the D line is so insanely, you know, good that they they mask up that deficiency. Um, so we'll see, man.
0: Absolutely. So. Because of time, we're going to go ahead and transition to the next position group. We're going to combine it, the corners mm-hmm. and the safeties. Mm-hmm. We did some little crazy stuff with this position group as well. Derek mm-hmm. Force, he makes a team. Troy Ackby, which is Phil's twin brother, also makes a team. <laughs> and I know that Phil <laughs> is excited to see Troy Ackby back on special teams. He's a special teams ace, and me and Tony had a conversation. I told him, if this happens, this is going to happen. And I told him that if this happens, (laughs) that Troy Ackby will be on the team. And guess what? The legend of Troy lives on. Mike, talk to me about the cornerback position and the safety position. Were there any surprises? Were you upset by... A couple of the moves that was made in those two position groups. Talk
1: to me about that. Well, I mean, what did Dion say about Apke? You he know, he's like that boy, can, that. boy can run, run. He can, run, can <laughs> run, run. That boy can run, run. Look, dude, I, I was, I was floored. I'm still floored. I'm, I'm not happy whatsoever. However, there is a reason to everyone's madness. Speed, and I want to touch back on the line packer. Uh, backer positions okay everyone there is fast all right except for boston all right might be a little bit suspect but you know i mean he's a veteran presence you know what i mean he's gonna hard hit you in the middle it is what it is you know catch interception every now and then all right it's up to davis and holcomb to be able to cover the edges and then the safety is to drop down and play a little bit of linebacker as well mm-hmm. with the corners you know edging out okay um with that being said man afke is fast and you cannot teach speed you cannot teach speed. You can teach him everything else. And I made this um this comment to Tony, as a matter of fact. I think it was like, what was it, the first uh game we were watching? um Like, he actually looked good on one route I saw. It was <laughs> one route. He actually, yeah, yeah. you know, definitely, like, you know, covered that wide receiver, like, really well. I mean, it was one play. But, I mean, you know, I mean, if he's doing well at special teams, I mean, you know, um just don't start him, you know, at safety, I guess, right?
0: Look, before Tony talks, because he's bubbling right now, Tony is pissed right now. (laughs) Before Tony talks, let me go ahead and say, if you guys watch putt coverage or he's a gunner, he is a gunner. This guy's the first guy to get to the guy. He might run past the guy, but guess, guess, what? So guess what? he might run past the guy, but he's the first one there every single time. So, so Troy, Ackie, <laughs> Troy Ackie is the fifth corner on his team. Also, uh Darrell Roberts or Daryl Roberts also made the team. So that was a bit of a surprise. You know Jimmy Moreland, big name. Was cut. You know, but he's been reverted back to the IR with a injury designation we don't know what the injury is but i will say this everybody's mad about jimmy moreland the people's corner what has jimmy moreland really shown us in the regular season in terms of making big plays i don't see look they say he's a ball hawk right he 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 makes plays he's he does this I haven't seen it in the regular season. Besides that one game, that one mm-hmm. int, he does. He does. Look, he does some nice things. He's a good corner. He's a good corner. I like Jimmy Moreland, but I'm not gonna cry over Sport Milk. I'm not gonna cry because a fan favorite is gone. I love A.G.G. We love all these. Like, Phil loved Kelvin Harmon. He's gone. But the thing is, here in D.C., we overvalue players. We celebrate Jags. With all that being said. Mr. Tony Andrews, talk to us about the back end of the defense.
3: Okay, well let's 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 start with the positives. Okay, nobody's mentioned Torrey McTire. This guy came out of nowhere and did a fantastic job. I saw started watching him early and said, "Don't sleep on this guy. He can play, and he's going to get some playing time. And he right. better be on the field before mm-hmm. other players are on the field." Yep. So you know, and then it goes to the whole strategy. Of getting big and tall at the uh, at the edges with uh, William Jackson the Third and St. Juice, mm-hmm. and if that's the case, where does Moreland fit in the slot? Well, there's exactly. Fuller, and so, then, <laughs> so now you got Fuller in the slot. So now you got three guys that can really play. Now you got some other guys that seem to be able to cover. McTire can cover, right? Right. So so and Roberts can cover. Roberts can press. Right. So You got Roberts. I don't understand what's so difficult about playing special teams, by the way. Everybody plays special teams. The, team, the coach says, go out there and play special teams. If you don't want to play special teams, you don't play for us.
0: Exactly. Right?
3: mctyre has got to pay, play special teams. Roberts needs to play special teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, we'll, we'll find some others in, in that group that need to play some special teams. But uh, then there's then there's the head scratcher. And, you know, we we don't need to get into the deep dive of what, of what it is. But call him what you will. He is not a safety. Troy Ape is not a safety. Can we all agree on that?
0: Yep. Can we all agree yep. after Absolutely. losing?
3: contain yep. Can we all Amen. agree after losing? contain on a ninety-one yard TD run, on uh, having a PI on a hold penalty, and giving up basically two touchdowns in the last preseason game? That he's not a cornerback. Nope. He's not. So, <laughs> so I want an ankle bracelet on Charlie. <laughs> He shows up on the defense. I want him to get stunned, okay, and not allow – and JDR needs one too because he needs to know when Apke has stepped onto that defensive field because because I'll tell you what, everybody – Ron was right about one thing. Everybody's going to game plan if Apke is on the field. And and the game plan on special teams is just run past him because he has Mm -hmm. no chance of tackling anybody. It's gotten to the point. That people tell me that a gunner doesn't have to tackle. That's only a bonus. Gunner just needs to go out there and disrupt the dis- – okay, great. So now we have the kicker, the punter, and Troy Apeke, who have no responsibility <laughs> for the Washington Redskins. Okay, if that's right, so the case time. and that's where we're at, then he's perfectly placed exactly where he needs to be. Okay, Question. Troy Apeke.
1: I'm last sorry. Hey. One,
3: last, one last thing. Okay, okay. One last thing. Brian Mitchell. Spoke out on Troy Apke. He called him garbage. The top special teams player in the quite possibly the history of the NFL called his his play garbage. Wow. And that is the truth. It's it's all over the page in the the group if anybody wants to see it. That's just what it is. So so whatever Ron's seeing, uh, whatever they're doing there, he cannot tackle. It would be nice as kind of a backup plan. That the gunner may be able to tackle, but he cannot tackle because he doesn't have the skill set to tackle. He's got some sort of depth perception, bad angles, and it's just bad. So, let's get to the to the good stuff. The good stuff is we picked up two players, and we lost Moreland. And Moreland yep. obviously didn't fit into this scheme that they're looking at putting together. Right. Um, but, and, and, and uh, Phil and I were talking, I think he's headed to free agency. Uh, yeah. After it looks IR. like it's a it looks like it's a technicality that he's now on the IR with the injury designation. They're going to mm-hmm. get an injury settlement. And as soon as the settlement happens, he's released back to free agency to go sign with somebody else. And yep. Nikki Javala was saying something about it. Her, her, her thoughts are he's going elsewhere. Yeah,
1: so I mean, yeah. maybe there's
3: a better fit. And, and I just looked up Moreland on Google and on every team. It says the six people in free agency that we need to make an offer to. Moreland, Moreland. He kept them coming up on every single team's radar. So I don't expect him back.
0: Yeah. yeah. So also when you look at the corners that we have now, Tory McTyre is six feet tall. Um Daryl Roberts, he's six. Uh Troy Ackbe, he's six one. So we got taller. We got taller, which is good. Um, <laughs> you know, we I mean McTyre, he is physical. When this guy went against Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. I mean, is it Jamar Chase? I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. He looks good. He Mm looks good. I loved what I saw out of this guy. I mean, this guy literally took Jimmy Moreland's job. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, oh, Jimmy Moreland is a boundary corner. He's this, he's that. Look, we got better. We got better. At the end of the day, we got better. Mm -hmm. Some fans are going to be mad, you know, that, you know, Moreland is gone, but at the end of the day, did we get better? And I think we did. I think we're going to see a lot of Fuller see, in juice. the slot and safety. You know, so let's when we see at the WJ, safety
3: group. Yeah, let's see WJ three yeah. on the field too, right? Exactly. So, okay, in, exactly. The, in the safety group, Forrest is gone. He's to IR, okay, at least temporarily, right, fast guy. Uh, uh, Reeves is gone. Did he get signed back to the to the, practice, uh, squad. Practice, squad. practice squad too? Okay, so – so he he's ready to come back, okay, and and, and then you got McCain, right, and you got yep. you you got Everett, which was a surprise to me that he actually cruised through this without any kind of uh, people uh, considering he's him for a waiver. He's a special teams player. He's a great special teams player, right? So uh, you know, Ron's putting his money where his mar- mouth is on the special teams, and we got some decent safeties out there. Of course, Landon Collins and Curl. Uh, and and, play, and bringing them down into the box and helping out that linebacker crew, I think we're I think we're in good shape with the secondary. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I feel good about that group. Yep. Um, maybe one heavy than, than what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. and, and and that's fine. Um, just that one really isn't a special teamer. Right? Sort of like Danny Johnson. Was he really in the special teams last year? Because all he yeah, kickoff returner. He never stepped, he never stepped foot on the on the on the defensive side of the ball let's do the same with that
0: and i think that happens i think that happens look when you look at the roster right outside of quarterback every roster position that's uh fifth or sixth guy is special teams player i i mean you can go look through the entire roster from a through z mayo Everybody who's number five or number six have to play special teams, and that's how these guys were able to make the team. They're going to bring up more guys from the practice squad to play special teams if need be. So, guys, I have a question for you guys, and then I want you guys to answer the question and then let the people know where they can find you on social media. Tony, if you could play any position right now for the football team, what position would it be? And also let the people know
3: where they can find you. It's Anthony John on Facebook. It's me. You know, we're all from Redskins Hub. We we did a Redskins Hub pod here, so we appreciate you, Manny, for for having us. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterback, it was always quarterback. I was quarterback in high school. I wasn't very good, but that's where I've always looked at the game from, from the eyes of a quarterback. So that's always been my my. You know, if you look at back when I was ten years old, I wanted to be the quarterback of the Washington Redskins. Didn't exactly happen that way. But um uh that's where I am that's the position I would play we wanted the next person
0: That might happen who knows maybe I might be able to put together something to where you might be able to play in It's practice. too late but uh <laughs> <laughs> too late. it's like too that late. movie what is it the longest yard <laughs> oh, too late Oh man early. Michael talk to me man what what position can you play right now for the football team and where can the people find you on social media
1: so I would uh, I would definitely take Apke's spot. Um I think I would uh, do very, very well there. Um, you know, I uh, unfortunately guys, and you know, this is something I'm I'm a huge fan. I never played in high school or college or anything like that. I was more of a basketball guy. Um however my love for the Redskins it, it was been it was bred into me, you know, ever since I was a young, you know, uh, growing up in DC, RFK Stadium, seeing the blimp go over my house over Ames Street. I mean you know northeast southeast stand up let's go montgomery pg let's happen right <laughs> um, but anyway i uh i would definitely play a uh, cornerback for the redskins just because of my speed and uh I believe i could recover just very well love it love it chris
0: i think i know the answer to this question but same question
1: well, which side
4: <laughs> <laughs> i know right <laughs> well uh my dream position because my favorite player growing up has always been trent williams uh it's left gonna be left tackle. tackle um i think i mean as soon as i heard growing up the nickname silverback i was hooked um so i mean so for me like if i if i could dream myself as, as a starting left tackle and like you know be the blind side <laughs> protector like i'll keep tony up all day if i have to um yeah uh, but i mean we cut west martin i feel like i could probably play better guard right now than west martin he just did never play with leverage so I mean, that's a lot to say, I know. But, uh, no, if you if you want to follow me, um, I always will defer to the main Redskins page, as you see right there. Go to Redskins hub on Instagram. Um, Tony, Cal, Michael, Phil, myself, um, Jeremiah, and mm-hmm. especially here, uh, Jess, we all run it. Um, I mean, they Tony and uh, especially does the hardest, you know, grit work through capology and whatnot. So, yeah, follow the Redskins hub. It's the best way to find us. Awesome, awesome. Hey, Phil, what about you, brother?
2: Well, I would say free safety, but I'm not messing with curl and McCain and all those. But I I think I I got good hands. So I think I'd be a good little shifty little slot receiver. Um oh, there you go. So uh, if not play anymore. I'm too old, don't play any gray in the beard. No, it doesn't work anymore. So Phil, um,
0: so so Phil, so what you're saying is that you're a mixture between Adam Humphreys and Troy Ackbey. Got it. Okay, continue.
2: No. No, no, no. No, no,
1: no. There's, no, there's
2: no, there's no. I actually, I actually will hit somebody though. Uh, there's no, I, I'm not afraid to stick my nose in there and hit somebody. Uh, oh, like trashy, key. trashy key runs by people, and he didn't even know the rules. He's just, oh man! I don't want stra- to go in there. I could go on a trashy tangent for a long time. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, social media, it's it's all Redskins hub. That's all it's about for me. Uh, you know, I do roster projections. I do draft. I do, I do, I, you know, I do some minor, I guess you could say writing for the page. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hobby of mine. It's not a career for me. It's not, I think it's a career for any of us. It's just a hobby. Um, growing up in North Carolina, as old as I am, Carolina wasn't around no Panthers, I'm I've been, I've been born and raised a Redskins fan and luckily got to see three Super Bowls. The first one I was very young for, but, yeah, I was alive for all of them. So that's why I'll never – I will always bleed burgundy and gold.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So if I can play any position for the football team now, I'll say two years ago, maybe wide receiver, maybe tight end right now. I'll probably say defensive line on the edge. You know what I'm saying? Getting my Chase Young on, you know, to add to that group. I think that, hey, Daniel Snyder, if you're watching, man, look, I just want a one day contract. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty cheap. You guys can get me for you know high six figures. And, you know, I take PayPal. I take I take, you know, cash App Venmo, all that good stuff. So you don't even have you to could, claim me on the taxes, Hill. you know what
3: I'm saying? You could be Two Hill. We, we don't know what this guy knows. Too, you know. Don't I know, know right? This guy just, just walk into the facility say, I'm going Two Hill. And look at home. Let's
0: get you, let's get you, you know, situated. Oh, man. Oh, man. Look, hey, I never y'all. got to play sports. I never got to play sports in high school. So, But I would love one day, this is a dream of mine to be in a full Washington football gear from head to toe and not play a single snap. I just want to run out with the team, stand there, watch my team from the field.
1: I and, say, are you
0: Rudy look. I had, I had little sisters, so I had to babysit, so – you know, never really got to play anything. I would sorry, love man. to come out there. Yeah. Hey, they me. can give me one carry, yeah. I like and I will get negative five yards. So, I mean, we'll see, man. Maybe one day Daniel Snyder makes it happen for me. I mean, hey, so is that look? It's the least he can do. We both came into this thing together <laughs> in 1999. So, I mean, I think it's time for me to start. You know, getting dividends for enduring so many years yeah. of no playoffs. So, guys, yeah. this is the yeah. back row. Redskins show. This is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Uh, if you're watching the replay, please like, please subscribe, and please share. And if you're listening on audio, please be sure to give me a five-star. Get on there and give me a review. That way, the show can be boosted up as one of the top Washington football podcasts and uh, YouTube uh, channels as well. So, so, guys, I appreciate the Redskins Hub admin group coming on the show. Special thanks to Tony, Mike, Phil, and Chris, man. I appreciate you guys, man. We're going to do this some more. Hey, we have a meaningful football game coming next week. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Hail to the Washington football team. We are going to destroy the Chargers, and oh, I'm looking gonna be forward ugly. to it. It's and the the appet-
4: appetizer is going to be seeing Dallas get destroyed on national television Thursday night to open the season. It's going to be. Hey, double yeah. great I love it's it. I love it. So, so guys, uh, oh, this is the show. This is the
0: crew, man. This yeah. is a great one. And we are out.